tagging. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whenever, wherever you care to join us, welcome to the Hot Tag Podcast. The hottest Hot Tag Podcast, might I add. And coming to the ring, Kelly from Chesapeake, Virginia, one half of your podcast champions, the metaphorical maniac himself, I am the cliche. Along with my tag team partner, the mastermind behind the design, the lineage of excellence himself, Big Grizz, Eric Phillips. Eric, guess what? What's that? I'm back. <laughs> and better than ever, I'm back. Hey. Uh, oh, that, I don't know if that said. I don't know if that segue was on purpose, but yeah, but like that was straight Lob City for me right then. <laughs> yeah, I'm back, people. You thought I was gone. You probably thought it was just gonna be Eric. Eh, wrong. What? I'm not going anywhere. I can't do this without my tag team partner. Get out of yeah. here. So y'all pour out your little haterade. You know, just pour it out. Just pour it out because I'm back. They mad. Don't hate, congratulate, okay? That's all I got to say about that. Anybody, so, if anybody got any problem with it, pull up. I'll I give my information out. Matter of fact, I'll give it out right now. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. It's not just you no more, okay? <laughs> we can't be, you can't be wild like you can't be wild like you used to. I have to take those reins now. You got to be uh, Well, <laughs> I give out my information for the people who love us. Who was excited to see me back? Who was excited to know that this podcast is back live and in living color? So you can find us. You can email us actually at hottagpodcast at yahoo.com. You can also send us a message on Twitter at you guessed it, Hot Tag Podcast One. That's for number one. I did that on purpose because we're the number one hot tag podcast. Come Makes on, sense, right? Come Talk on, about it. Makes sense, right? Church. And then there's some of you who might like me and not, might not like Eric or like Eric, might not like me. We really don't care. But you can reach me on Instagram at okay. This is what you really gotta write down. All right, this is a this is a doozy. We got new stuff here. Got new stuff all for you. All right. So on Instagram, you can find me at cliche. That's C L I C H E underscore Shay S H E A 2020. That's your year 2020. I'll repeat that. You can find me on Instagram at cliche C L I C H E underscore Shay S H E A 2020. Whew. That was a mouthful. You feel better? Yeah, I feel better. I feel better. <laughs> well, see, me, had I changed anything, where would my haters find me? They kill me. I need that type of negativity in my life. So, no. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, well, you know, that that's for later. Yeah, we're going to get that later. We'll get later. For the listen. Yeah, guys, a lot of stuff has happened since you guys. <laughs> you oh, my God. But... Everything is still the same with me. You can find me on Facebook, Eric Big Grizz Village. You can also find me on Twitter at Seven City Psycho. The dollar sign for the S, because you know we about that money. Yeah. And also, you can find me on Instagram, of course, lineage underscore of underscore excellence. And 
brand new, brand spanking new, just a couple days or just a couple days old. We now have our own Facebook page. Like I told you guys, we have big things coming. We finally got our Facebook page up. I have a Q&A that's already sitting up there. Just waiting for you guys to take in and enjoy. You can find it at Names All the Same, the Hot Tag Podcast. You know it. You know it. And I didn't mention that Twitter is ours, too. We got our own Twitter page now. And we got our own yes. email now. So I've got to add that. But, yes, that is ours. All the moments for you guys to come and tell us how much you like us or how much you don't. But still, if you tell us how much you don't like us, it proves that you like us because you took the time to say that you don't like us. I've, yeah. never, got, I've never understood those types. I've never Yeah, yeah you're going to sit here and listen to the whole podcast and hit us up to say you guys suck. Well, you listen to the whole thing. You found out our information. You sent us a message to say that we suck. Thank you for your support because you just listened to the whole thing. Bruh, I'm not, I'm not like 10 years old. It takes a whole lot more than that to hurt my feelings. Yeah, yeah. We're big boys over here. I'm yeah. 30 and up. But really, for the ones that do love us, I know you guys have been wondering, uh, where the hell have you guys been? Hey, look. We're regular people, too. We got lives. You know, I'll just put it like that. It, you know, things happen in life. You know, I think I said this last time. Well, you just got to know we got lives, man. Like, we're regular people. We're just like you. Yeah, I might deliver your mail tomorrow. <laughs> I think we've kind of already established on the show that you're a teacher. <laughs> I'm just saying, as an example, I might be, I might take out the trash. You might see me, you know, yeah, teaching your kids math or something. But we're regular people. Yeah, we've had so much going on. You know, we've had so much going on in our personal lives. And of course, everybody knows last year was our first year actually doing the podcast. So we were literally <laughs> doing everything by the seat of our pants, trying to get our feet wet, networking, getting our name out there. And because of you guys, our podcast had over 300 listens in nine different countries. You guys are awesome. That's not normal for a, for a, a podcast just starting out. So let's just start off first by saying we got we really appreciate appreciate you guys for that. Oh, but, oh you definitely. Know, yeah, summer we came in hot, man. I mean, cranking out content left and right. By December, between our personal lives and getting everything for the podcast, no lie, we were burnt out. We were. We were really burnt out. And, of course, with the holiday, you know, with those holidays coming up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we really wanted to take those times out to be with our families. Families, yeah. Fam yeah, families first. I'm sorry, guys. I love wrestling, but family is first. For sure, for sure. My kid, yeah, my kid alone, he kept saying, like, Okay, is it okay that I call or are you doing a podcast? And I never want my kid to feel like he's not, you know what I'm saying, that right. the podcast is more important than my son can contact me. So I needed to have that time out with my kid. You know, we had to have that time out with our families. We took time. You know, we worked on some stuff behind the scenes. We're trying, we're trying to get some guests on the show. We're going to do a lot of promotion for independent wrestling this year. And uh, giving you guys some dates, not just in our area, which is in Virginia, the 757 area, 
But a lot of places, you know, a lot of places we get, we see the algorithms, we see who's listening. So the more, you know, the more people that you guys get to listen, the more you guys are going to hear what's going on in the independent wrestling in your area. So that gives you guys all the more reason to continue listening to us and telling your friends about us. But we are back. We are back in business. We're going full speed ahead. And man, oh man, has a lot of wrestling going on since we left. I mean, everything from t-shirts to dog food to... People dressed as Saiyans and all this stuff going on. But I think we should address, it's not so much an elephant in the room now, but it's just something new that's happening within our culture. But this is a cultural thing right now that we got to be acceptive of. I mean, you don't have to accept it, but it's happening. Um, AEW have, has a new women's champion. May not be a biological woman, but... It's a new women's champion. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But the new women's champion is transgender, Nyla Rose. Um, me personally, I understand it. I understand it. It's 2020. We're acceptive of all cultures. We're acceptive of all sexualities. We're acceptive of all races. So let's just be acceptive of what's going on. And but I mean... What's your boy's name? Val Venus. Remember what he said on Twitter? Not my boy. Yeah, he, the boy, the big Val Bosky. How he went off on Twitter about it. Val, yeah. you of all people should know. Hold on, real quick. Just Val, you of all people should know. It's a work, man. Like, come on. This is a work. It was predetermined. So it ain't like she won an Olympic gold medal in wrestling and, she, and women's wrestling and she's um, transgender. It was, it's a work. So for Val Venus, and, I, and I'm a big Val Venus fan. During the Attitude Era, he was the man. Loved his promos. But for instance like this, like, come on, you know it's the word. You, you know it's predetermined. You know there's a, a, like a board of people backstage that voted for her to be the champion. It wasn't like she actually went out there and beat up a girl to become champion. You know, it just happened that way. Mm. Kudos to her. I couldn't say I couldn't say that any better myself. Uh, I just, I don't get I, internet has truly jaded me, especially Twitter. Twitter has completely jaded me. I I I literally believe seventy five percent of people on Twitter are evil, and and the other twenty five percent are really decent. But just the the spiel of hate that she got that she got just because of the fact that she's transgender. Let's put aside. Let's put aside the whole argument about her formally, you know, about her formally uh, being a man before she tra- before she had her transgender surgery. Let's put that aside alone. The point that you hit on. These matches are predetermined. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I wanted to I wouldn't slam my head against wall every time I saw someone. Well, they have a biological advantage. She can't do first of all, people. <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Riho did not go out there and just say, Hey, do whatever you want to me. This is your match. Bend me if you want. Throw me off the top row. Guys, that didn't happen. We already know. Go ahead. And, and no, I was gonna say, and if you watch the match, Nala Rose was selling for her. 
she was taking the uh, German suplex. She was taking these moves. Like, she wasn't beating her up. She was selling. She was getting beat up, too. So she that's, was just putting on a good match, an entertaining match for you. And, and that's all. And I think that's the, that's the, I think that's the, that's the issue with a lot of the fans. Like, they, some of them are so deep into wrestling. Like, they literally suspend all reality for yeah. those two to three hours that wrestling's on, depending on whatever show they're watching. And it's like, guys, you have to keep you have to keep some grip of reality. Like, you can't live in a Jim Cornette world where nothing is working, everything is a shoot. Pipe bomb. <laughs> hey, sorry if that hurts your feelings or or bust or bust your fantasy bubble. But let's be completely honest here. A lot of the, a lot of the almost all of the matches are work. We're not going to completely say that nobody gets potatoed or nobody takes a stiff shot. You know, just because they may not like somebody or whatever. But you're never going to know that because that kind of stuff stays behind the curtain. But come on, when everything's in front of the curtain, fine. Suspend reality for maybe a second. But try to continue to have some sort of grasp on reality and realize that, that the, everybody everybody is, you know what I'm saying, doing their job and be, being the moving part in creating, in creating the emotion, the right emotion to get out of you for the match. Exactly. Exactly. If you, you know, and we all know it's a work. You guys got to smarten up. Um, just to touch on this last part, this is what I had sent you in a message about this whole situation. And I'm going to let my the fans on, on, on that listen to this podcast know. We live in a society that's acceptive of alternative lifestyles, but we don't tolerate it. Case mm. in point, like Val. Val, and a lot of people feel this way. They're acceptable of Nyla being a transgender wrestler, but they don't tolerate her being a women's champion, if that makes sense. Or being a woman, for that matter. Or being a woman, yep, even better, or being a woman, for that matter. They don't tolerate it. They'll accept it, but they don't tolerate it. Well, guess what, fans? I'm pretty sure y'all got some cousins, aunts, uncles that's probably mm-hmm. transgender. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just saying. Like my pastor used to say, "Cliche, you stepping on some toes now." Hey, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> stepping on there. some toes. I'm just putting it out there. And yeah, and by the way, I'm because I know because I just said that because I just said my pastor, I know that I was playing plenty of people that sit out there. Okay, so wait, Eric, you're born in church and you're being tolerant of this. Uh, guess what? People grow up. People grow up. <laughs> people grow up. And and listen, as far as as far as my my beliefs and stuff, you're not going to get that on air because this is not the place for me to air my person my personal opinions on life, religion, this, that, or the other whatever this isn't the place for that but i can tell you this regardless of whether or not i agree with nyla rose being a transgender woman i accept the i accept the fact that that is her choice as not only a person but as an american in this country people seem to forget people seem to forget regardless of what color of what color you may be we all have we are all allowed to have a personal choice and we all have the right to do the, to do whatever we want to do in our lives within reason. People seem to forget that, and well, you don't have to like the decision. 
You don't have to like see. You don't even have to respect it. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's like our moms used to tell us: if you don't have anything nice to say, shut what they call the hell up. Oof. And I know it turned differently, but I told you the way my mama told me, and that's what the way my mama told me, and that's what the way I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So getting from that, because I think we don't beat this to death. Yeah. Nyla, the way, Nyla Rose, shout out Nyla Rose. I'm glad you're the women's champion. Keep doing what you're doing. One more thing before we before we slide. This is probably going to make even more people mad. But oh, number, yeah. one, the number one, not only is it Black History Month, but let me give you guys another tidbit of news that'll piss you off for the rest of the night. Nyla Rose is the first African American AEW champion. So, yeah. Boy, if you guys are mad about her being transgender, boy, the boy, the racist ones are really pissed now. <laughs> oh, boy, 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 boy. Woo! Uh, okay, now we can get off that subject. Now we can get off that. I just want to piss. I just want to piss them off one more good time before we move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you said because you know we talked before the podcast what we want to talk about, but I ha- you don't have to say anything. But I just want to talk about how the African Americans are treated in wrestling. Being at this Black History Month, can I share that for you real quick? By all, by all means, I'm not sure how you think I'm just gonna be quiet. <laughs> well, you think I'm not gonna have to say this because you know I don't shut up as it is. But well, by all, it, me, by all it, means, my friend, have the floor. They need to know because it goes back to um, the wrestler, the African American wrestler who had that T-shirt, that racist T-shirt that was put out. Um, mm-hmm. Miles and- Jordan. Miles Jordan. It was uh, well. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go on Google. Or Jordan Miles. Jordan Miles. Miles. Jordan, whatever his name is. Yeah, look it up. It was kind of a racist T-shirt, kind of like blackface. Now, here's the thing. In seeing that, I wasn't surprised <laughs> because honestly, I think. I mean, look how the African Americans been treated. You have New Day dressed up like unicorns throwing pancakes. You have Mark Henry as the silverback gorilla. Y'all turn him into a monkey. Seriously? And let's stereotype him. The godfather. A pimp. So, I wasn't surprised. The gangsters. New Jack and Mustafa. Their names are the gangsters. You know no, we're really surprised. That came from Cornette. Are we really surprised about that, though? But I'm just saying, in wrestling in general, you know, they made Tony Atlas and um, Rocky Johnson the tag team champions for Two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Then they only had like three matches and they took it off mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Simmons, the first African American WCW champion. How many defenses did he have? Not nearly enough. He beat Vader. Then I think he lost it his very next match. I'm not sure, but I know he didn't have it a long time. I don't think he lasted a month. And then also Ron Simmons, when he left WCW, he did a little stint ECW. Then he went to WWE and became a Spartan. He was dressed up like a gladiator. Like, seriously? God, that turns my stomach just thinking about that. So I think Booker T is the only black guy, the only African-American in wrestling. I know they're doing Keith Lee right now. You know, he's coming up. Well, what? I think, uh, well, just uh, just no, uh, no, it yeah. doesn't. Because I was going to say, I was, dude, I was about to name off a whole list of a whole list of black performers, independent and major, that are getting it right now. But are they main? Are they on the main roster? Are they like up there where John Cena is? I think Book Rock and Booker T like the only like main big name ones that didn't have to do that monkey crap. 
Well, let's. Well, I mean, let's 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 uh, stay let's stay in the recent here. I mean, can we? Can anybody really be upset? I don't know if you've watched NXT lately, but can anybody really be upset the way Bianca Belair has been booked lately? Bianca <laughs> Belair is getting over far, but just give it some time, though. Give it some time. She's gonna probably be a jobber. Can we? Yeah, but you know what? That's the, I think that. And this is where the the wrestling fan in in me collides with the socially conscious woke me because it's like, all right, well, let's shoot me. You know what I'm saying? They're getting a little more. Yeah, they had a little hiccups with the with the Jordan Miles thing, and you know they've had definitely had some huge hiccups hiccups in the past. But I feel like they're really. I feel like. It's wrestling in itself, and I have to give WWE a lot of credit at the moment. I have to give them a lot of credit at the moment because they're really doing... This isn't like your wrestling, like your granddad's wrestling of the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. Like, this isn't that. Obviously, racism ran rampant through wrestling. Well, you can L. Bill Watts used to call uh, Big Cat Ernie Ladd N-word on a daily basis. Exactly. Um, exactly. exactly. Um, Only Anderson used to call oh. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Patterson the N-word. Exactly. Every other word was. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, it, that stuff was rampant in the 70s, but now with with the world changing, now, now so are the practices to where you, you are starting to see African more African-Americans of wrestlers uh, more African American wrestlers getting their shot, like Keith Lee, current Keith Lee, current uh, NXT um, North American champion, uh, Bianca Belair being, I mean, shooting through the moon. My God, if I can fantasy book this, my God, can I please at WrestleMania get the triple threat match that I think everybody wants with Bianca, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte Flair? I don't even care if Bianca Belair doesn't win. I think Bianca Belair is a star. She needs that platform. She is awesome on the mic. Her athleticism is completely off of the chain. Anybody who does not see champion in her is either an absolute moron or knows nothing about wrestling or probably both. <laughs> so, uh, so allow me to play devil's advocate to say we're starting to get better. Now, I will tell you who has kind of disappointed me up until Nyla Rose won was AEW. Because I said, because the one thing that they talked about was diversity and uh, inclusivity. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to see, you know what I'm saying? We're going to see, you know what I'm saying? We're going to see people like us, you know what I'm saying, in a more prominent main event role in the company. And it's like, when? They, they started, like, they started to do something with Scorpio Sky, and then it just dropped. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And I get, you know what I'm saying, you guys want to keep SCU together. You know what I'm saying? I, I get that. But at some point, like, Christopher Daniels is out injured, you know, for, uh, for uh, between Frankie Kazarian and, <laughs> and Scorpio Sky, both of those guys could kill it as singles competitors. But there's just something about Scorpio Sky to me. He's got it. He's yeah. got it. He's got all he needs is a chance. You know what I'm saying? And and them being and SCU being together for so long, I can completely understand why nobody will really want to pull the trigger right away and sep- and separate those guys. But come on, like the same way that people in WWE look at Keith Lee. Like if you don't see Keith Lee as a champion, like what is wrong with you? I, I see him as a champion, but 
for I sure. See him as a champion, but I'm just worried of what they're gonna do with him. Like, well, yeah, and I mean, the main roster. Yeah, and let's and and let, and let me again. Let me play devil's advocate. Not just with black people, like like anybody that you see come from the NXT roster and see this and you know the stock that they have. You see it plummet once Vince McMahon gets a hold of them and that main roster. I don't know if it's just Vince or the writers or what, but my God, like. Their stock just drops as soon as they get to the main roster. And it's like, if you're going to see, yo, if you're going to treat NXT like it's no longer a developmental brand, like it's on the same level as Raw and SmackDown, you, hey, you got to strike when the iron's hot with them. Like, I don't mind, like people say all the time, it's like, oh, I don't want to see a title turnover over and over and over. Like, it's cheaper. I, I personally feel like to an extent, I don't think, Hot potato. Now, hot potatoing a title between like four or five or six different people, yes, that does cheapen it. But I mean, you have like a really a old school rivalry between two guys that are over as hell, back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Putting on five star matches. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to see 50-50 booking in that? Just because you want to see the huge blow off at the big pay per view to see who wins. That I wouldn't mind seeing, but I understand the process. WWE has a way of doing things. They have a way of booking things. But as far as AEW goes, like let's, I do not want to see Jericho as champion this entire fucking year. I, <laughs> I think, and I like AEW, but I think it's, oh, well, I want to choose my words carefully on this one. I think it's, um, a beg for help when your world champion is 50 years old. Jericho, I love you. <sighs> you have to choose him carefully. <laughs> yeah, but when your world champion is a 50-year-old man, it's like, what are y'all saying here? I understand because Jericho is a name. You know, everybody knows Chris Jericho. But he's 50. <laughs> but, you know, I, I only put a little bit of stock in that because even still, at this point, like Jericho, Jericho's not going. I mean, obviously, I don't think Jericho can handle a WWE schedule. No, no, no. no. <laughs> WWE schedule. But for the schedule that he's got, and then not only that, like, come on. Jericho is over as right now. Yeah, because <laughs> of, of his name. Not just, I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, come, we also have to. We also have to give him a little bit of credit for for his for his uh for his musical career too. I mean, come on! Like when Jericho comes out, when he comes out to Judas, when he gets in the ring and the song gets off, the entire arena is still singing. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, nobody in AEW right now is just over as Chris Jericho, with the exception, you can make an argument for John Moxley. Moxley, yep. And you could possibly, you could possibly make an argument for Kenny Omega, but I feel like his stock kind of dropped once he came to, once he came to AEW. Uh, but you okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me bring the wheels back, because we don't went from African-American wrestlers. Oh my gosh, we're all over the place. God, I told you guys, we had so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so let's bring the ring back. So what I was basically saying is, I don't appreciate how the African-Americans have been treated in wrestling. I mean, AEW has private party, a bunch of alcoholics. <laughs> oh, that they, got, right. they also got, um, WWE has um, 
with the street disciples who got the red cups. This, you mean the street prophets? <laughs> what, what I call them? The street disciples. Oh, sorry. Yeah, street prophets. Sorry. That's, sorry, sorry. Hey, that sounds like you you've seen you've seen Seth Rollins' new gimmick, right? Like, I feel like if, oh, if the street prophets, if the street prophets came into their fold and came into their step, I feel like he would call them the street disciples. Yeah, yeah. My street disciples. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, street <laughs> prophets got the red cups. They're alcoholics. <laughs> You know, so they've I, got I, swag though. Huh? <laughs> they've got swag though. They've yeah, got, they got swag. swag. And I understand that because they're trying to relate to that African American audience, but we all don't drink out of red cups. We're, we're not all alcoholics. You know, I, you know? Well, no, because I drink out the bottle most of the time, but exactly. That's the day. <laughs> exactly. So, Depending on the day I've had. <laughs> I mean, you know, you had a nation of domination. That was a joke, I thought, because they were just trying to get black people to watch the watch their program. But it worked, though, to an extent. It, uh, to an extent, it to worked. Extent. But- I saw one episode. I saw one episode of Raw when they, when they came out, and I saw the black kid doing the Black Power Fest, and I was so confused. I was so confused. I don't think. Oh yeah, R.I.P. All day, and I, I, I didn't. I it did. It got over. It got over with the bit with the WWE base, but it didn't get over. I don't think it got over as much of black people because we kind of because for us black people, we kind of saw the facade through that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not authentic. Yeah, it's not. You gonna go all the way? I mean, go all the way. Like every, you know, what I'm saying every match that got white people in it had the nation come out and beat them up. Like, yeah, you gonna do those? You gonna do it? Don't go all the way, but don't have, but don't have that because then, I mean, the, the people that you're trying to attract, we're gonna see through that, and it's like, okay, you're not being real. You're making a mockery of it at the end of the day. And real quick, because I think we got to take a break because we're hitting half half hour mark. Yeah, we are. <laughs> to, to bring it back, I, I got to retract on what I said about Booker T because I forgot one thing that happened in the early years of WCW mm. with him and his brother Stevie Ray. They had Colonel Parker. <laughs> yeah. Colonel Parker yeah. as their manager. Yeah, I hated he that. Them, he brought them to the ring with chains wrapped around yeah. that. I was not feeling that shit. Not one bit. <laughs> not one bit. But I could get. But you know what? Even with even with Booker T, I could bring you one closer. Remember the program that he had with. The, remember the program he had with Triple H. That that promo that promo that Triple H cut on him is because of your hair. You're here for entertainment. Nobody takes yeah. you seriously because of your hair it's- and stuff like that. Like like. And then he didn't. And then Booker T didn't. Even after all that trash talk. Booker T still didn't even go over. Yep. So he, like, he got pedigree and pent 10 seconds later. Yeah, I like, hated that ending. I hated that finish. It just yeah. messed up Booker T's whole run, like his yeah. whole uh, push. Yeah, as far as y'all concerned, they owed us Kofi. <laughs> y'all owed us that. And then weren't he supposed to be Kofi? No, and that's the point. And that's he why wasn't I was even. Like, and that's why I'm like, we got to shoot them a little bit of bail because they could have easily gone on and scrapped that whole thing. But they stuck with Kofi because they realized that's where the money was at. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, Kofi been deserved it. He's in the game for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Never gave WWE any trouble. They owed him that. So it's like, and that's why I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe the, the uh, you know, maybe the decision wasn't 100% sincere. 
you know, maybe there are ulterior motives behind it, but at the end of the day, they still get the But, and, and again, with Kofi, he lost the title to Brock Lesnar. Did he get a rematch? <laughs> nah. Nope. I rest my case. Folks, wow. we are going to take a break. <laughs> uh, get yourself some orange juice, get you some coffee, get you some tea, because coming up next... We have four of the podcast. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, you got, oh, man. If you guys are expecting expect structure today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh-uh. We're so, free-balling. <laughs> We're free-balling today. <laughs> that's funny. We're going commando. Hey. So, hang tight. We'll be right back. Tad back in. How y'all doing today? I don't think I even asked that. <laughs> Hello? Okay, I'm back. <laughs> oh. I, I forgot to put my phone on, do that disturbance. Somebody started calling me. And I'm like, ah, get off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But we didn't even ask how the people doing. Like, how y'all doing? Um, yeah, yeah, like, hey, we missed you guys. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, that like we tried so many, we tried so many times, like to get it going. We had issues with oh anchor, we had issues with my phone. Oh my god, we we're like, we got, yeah. we missed people. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what we had to go through to get this back going. Oh, yeah. we finally got it working again. We was like two high school girls at a Justin Bieber concert. It was like. I hey! I was. I was saying, yeah, I sang baby the whole time. I did. <laughs> I, I did. Oh my gosh, man. Oh, so, but hey, man, we're back and God, we are on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> That's the train ride. Oh my gosh. The, my favorite time of the year. WrestleMania season is upon us after a good Royal Rumble. Huh. I know it's late, but this is our first podcast together. You know, I got to talk about my opinion on the Royal Rumble. I was skeptical on it because, you know, Brock Lesnar was first. And then as I'm watching it, he's eliminating everybody. And I'm like, where are they going with this? But then I saw where they were going with it. And I'm like, okay, this is good. So the Royal Rumble was pretty good. Oh, the Royal Rumble was awesome. And of course, we cannot talk about the Royal Rumble without talking about the return of the rated R superstar Edge. I don't know about you. I marked out. I did. Uh, I did, Pop. Because when I heard that, you think you know me. I was like, what? Oh, then, man. You know, over the years, you have had legends come back in the Royal Rumble and they get eliminated in 30 seconds. So I thought that's what was going to happen. But when he stayed in there for a while, I'm like, Whoa, where is he back back or what's going on here? Right. Now I now I follow like uh, I follow like the deepest, darkest cesspool of wrestling information. So I actually knew like a couple of like a, a couple of months ago I had I had heard a report that Edge had went up to uh went up to Pennsylvania to see a famous spine spe- a spine specialist. So, yeah. I, so that's where I first got the inkling. I'm like, hmm, is he trying to come back? Is he trying to come back? And then everything went dead. 
So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they got bad news and they didn't want, you know, they didn't want to try to, you know, hype it up. But then the weekend of the Rumble, Saturday morning, I'm scrolling Twitter and there's a picture of Edge in a hotel room just looking at his ring gear and I'm like, stop. Oh. Don't you play with my emotions, Mr. Adam Copeland, sir. Don't you mess with my emotions. And I'm sitting there, so I'm like, in my in my subconscious, I'm already having an inkling, like, Edge could come back. Edge could come back. He could come back. Nothing, nothing prepared me for when 21 came up, it goes zero, and you hear, you think you know me. And seeing the entire arena come unglued and lose their mind, I'm literally getting goosebumps as I'm talking about it right now. Like hearing that pop from the crowd was just like everything. It was like hearing his music, hearing the crowd screaming, seeing him like jumping all over the place, just taking in the moment of him being back. It was like the, all the wrestling stars aligned at one time and the wrestling gods smiled upon us. <laughs> like that's what I felt like when he came out and then see, and like you said, seeing where they went and let me backtrack a little bit. Let's, let's, Give WWE the freaking props for the way they built up Lesnar. I loved it. I loved I loved seeing every superstar up to like 15. Or I was I think it was like eight, nine or ten. Like seeing all of them get thrown out the Shelton Benjamin segment where they're hugging each other. You know what I'm saying? I love that part. All the way up until that epic, epic Claymore kick. And that beautiful selling job by Lesnar flying out of the ring. And I'm like, that's it. That's our WrestleMania. I knew when that when he hit that Claymore kick, I said, oh, yeah, McIntyre's going to win. And that's who I wanted to win because I knew because McIntyre, in my opinion, was the one that deserved it out of everybody. Yeah, he been busting his tail for some years. I remember when he was three-man bam. Oh, God, yes. He Slater and Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I remember when he was doing that, and I was like, wow. Then he left, shot up some steroids, and came back. Oh, don't do him like that. Hey, for okay, guys, he doesn't mean that. He's literally, he's making jokes. I don't it's want him to, I don't want to know because you know they get sensitive. You know, I promise you, like Twitter, what your Twitter will be blowing up in the morning if we don't put that out there. He's kidding, guys. He doesn't really think he took steroids. <laughs> but he did work his ass off. Yeah, he, he worked out a lot. He just used needles and pills to help him. How about that? Oh, God. You know, I, I tried to save you one time. At this point, if you wake up to a whole bunch of messages, it's on you, bro. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying what everybody wants to say, but whatever. But, yeah, he came back. About gender. So, let's be, uh, all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because we said the same thing about gender. Keeping it about. Oh, my God. Most definitely. Yeah, man. we talked about that. You saw the back knee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I give it to McIntyre, and like, like I, like you had said, you knew he was gonna win once he did the Clayboard kick, but then that stare that they had with each other oh. for like three minutes, so oh. he knew right then and there, like, oh, okay, I see where they're going with this. It was icy, son. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, icy. yeah, it was. Now, what you said, you had liked the point that Brock Lesnar was eliminating everybody. I did. I think it made it up to like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It, it. That's the way you build them. I'm like, if Brock Lesnar had gotten thrown out in fifth, like, would we really do? Would, would we really be like, oh, well, great, like. 
at this point, whoever wins at 30, like, has a really, really good chance of beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Like, no, you build, you, you build him up the monster that he is. Throw everybody, like, in the hat, throw out the entire half of the Rumble. That's how you do it. Well, my argument is the people he threw out were big-name people, so what are you going to do with them now? Like, for instance, he threw out Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, Big E, Elias, Morrison. Morrison had just got back. He gets eliminated and, like, so now what's going to do with Morrison? Like, that's how I was looking at it as I was watching. Like, all right, Kofi Kingston's in there. He's eliminated, so what's going to do with him now? He looks weak. Big E looks weak. Rey Mysterio looks weak. Elias looks weak. So, why <sighs> you made it, like, I don't know, uh, Bo Dallas or Fandango or whoever the hell. Like, I can understand those guys. But when you got main event guys getting thrown out in, like, 20 seconds, it's like, well, now what worth are they going to have? I, I respectfully disagree with you only on the premise that Brock Lewis basically throwing out guys who are already over regardless of whether they win the Royal Rumble or not. Well, like, but I'm saying if you want them to stay over, I wouldn't do that to them. It's Brock Lesnar. Who isn't going to, like, who's who's like, oh, my God, Brock would throw him out. Now he's buried. Like, if Pete Slater had thrown out half the guys, then I think we would have a legitimate argument. But this well, is I Brock fucking Lesnar here, you know? I just think some of the guys should have been, like, you know, Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, all that stuff. He threw out Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's an Intercontinental Champion. So, it's like, or he was at that time. Yeah. Uh, now, him... Him and John Morrison, I'll agree. I would not have went that route. I would not have went that route because, John, like you said, John Morrison had just came in. Shinsuke Nakamura, who was, who, in my opinion, has stock has been dropping anyway, no fault of his own because of the complete ass backwards booking of WWE. Like the guy, hey, hey, let's keep it a buck. <laughs> the, the WWE smarts are gonna get me. That's so you, we're both gonna have crazy messages tomorrow. But like those two guys, like oh my good god, no! Like you have with those two, like me, my fantasy. Let's fantasy book here a little bit. Like somewhere at some point in the middle of the rumble, like Drew McIntyre is hurt. He's already gonna be the winner, so we'll have him. Like you know, what I'm saying. I don't know, John Morrison, you know what I'm saying, kicks him under the ring and he's outside resting. And then John Morrison yeah. and him and Nakamura are in the ring and they're just staring at each other. Who, if you don't get goosebumps from that, something is wrong with you. That'll be nasty. Oh my Morrison. Oh my oh, God. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. That has five-star match written all over it. So I remember... Uh, couple years back when Shinsuke Nakamura won, he challenged AJ Styles. I was like, that's going to be uh, like a legendary bout between two underground guys. That, what I mean underground, I mean like, you know, that Japanese touring all over the world type of style. Yeah, and I mean, people that watch, you know, people that watch New Japan Pro Wrestling had already seen that match, but people from that, but WWE fans that didn't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, they, you were like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a, yeah. For it to be at WrestleMania, that's a fantasy right there. Oh, that's yeah, fantasy sure. right there. And it was a yeah, very I, underrated program to me. Like I, I saw a lot of people get, you know, what I'm saying hate on that program. I thought that was very underrated. Like those guys brought it literally every match that they had. Yeah, oh, they, that they was a great program between them. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm a big Shinsuke fan and a big AJ Styles mark, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, while we're on the subject of AJ Styles. Hey, fast forward, because I already know where you're going with this one. Let, let's, uh, let's, yeah, so let's the rumble for a second. Let's continue the road. Yeah, so on the road to WrestleMania, there's a rumor flying around, and Twitter was blowing up about it. That AJ Styles may have a dance partner at WrestleMania. Well, <laughs> Eric, Eric, that was your cue. I said, "Who? Who? will it be? Who you think it's gonna be, Eric? I'm playing dumb like I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna play dumb. Um, let's, uh, um. Let's let's go with uh, Mike Kanellis. Mike Kanellis. Oh, maybe so. Or maybe R Truth for the uh, 24-7 I like TV that. title. I like uh, I-95. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Title. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. I got it. I got it. Who? This is who? the one. Who? This is who? the one. Who? Who? who is it? Who is it? Who is it? The Bollywood Boys. Ah. Handicap match. Right. You're on to something. Yeah. You're on to something. Oh, God. Let's stop playing with them. Let's, uh, they're having coronaries right now. <laughs> they're having cor- all the smart All the smart marks right now that are listening, they're having coronaries right now. Yeah. They're like, just go ahead and say the name. Say the name. Oh, man. Can I do the honors? Yes, you can. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumor mill says that at WrestleMania, we could quite possibly... Get the phenom versus the phenomenal. Undertaker. If, living, yeah, I was about to say, if, you, if you don't know who the phenom is, you're living under a rock. Oh god! First of all, cut this show off. This is not for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the phenom versus the phenomenal. Mm. That that is five star right there. Undertaker and versus like, AJ Styles. My goodness, just the the roll off the tongue. The way yeah. it rolls off the tongue, it's just, ooh, ooh. And like, yeah. I would say AJ Styles is like the poster child of this new generation. Like, he was the first to come up with that style that we see now, that you see The Miz doing, that you see John Morrison doing, that, you know, that you see Dolph Ziggler doing. So he was like the front runner of that. And then Undertaker's resume speaks for itself. So oh, you yeah. got kind of like, so you got the legend of this new school of what we have now. Versus the legend of the school in general. New school is not old school. It is the school. The school. Okay. Going at each other at WrestleMania. No titles needed at all. Oh, I mean, oh my God. At this point, the title is just gaudy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> gaudy at this point. The title just mess it up. My goodness. And let me and let me just throw out there real quick. I can already hear the haters. Already hear them. Oh my gosh. Why are they putting him why are they putting the Undertaker through another match? Look, the Undertaker should have retired three years ago when he put down his gloves and his hat in the middle of the ring. Like, okay, hey, first of all, Whiny McWiner. Like, first of all, let's get something straight. The Undertaker retires when he wants to retire. The Undertaker is not wrestling any matches that he doesn't want to wrestle. Okay? Number two, if there is anybody, if there is any wrestler on this planet 
that can make The Undertaker of right now look like The Undertaker of 10 years ago, you would be hard-pressed to find anybody that could do it as good, as great as AJ Styles. Come on, and, man. And like how I was, I had questions. I was like, would Undertaker be able to keep up with AJ? Well, and then you answered it for me by saying AJ can adapt. You know, he's, he's that good. He can adapt to any style and make it a five-star match. Because, you know, Undertaker... I don't even think his legs work anymore, for real. I think he's just running off of pure adrenaline. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel think, like his walks to the ring get shorter and <laughs> get yeah, longer. Yeah, like, I don't think he got any ligaments in his knees anymore. I don't, you know, so, but he can still go. He can just tell a story in the ring. Yeah. Did you see um, his Broken Skull session he had with Stone Cold? Loved it. Loved it. I loved seeing it, yeah. yeah. Walk in my shoes, you can't tell me when to quit. Exactly. In my shoes. Man, I, I marked out when he said that. I said, you got your right, Taker. You let them know. Like, ain't nobody retiring me but me. Me, yeah. He's retiring on his own terms. Not because these marks out here saying, Taker, you should retire and save your legacy. Well, his legacy is in the ring. And first of all, I don't And I've heard, I have heard very established guys in the wrestling podcast business, I've heard them say that, you know, it it tarnishes his legacy every time he has more and more of a match. Um, I don't know how long you guys have been alive, but I've been alive since the inception of The Undertaker. Okay? Yep. That man's Thanks. legend spans eons. We're not talking decades. We're not talking centuries. We're talking eons. I don't care. If that, dude, I could watch Undertaker hobble down with a gut during Kane. I am going to mark out. I don't exactly. care. As long as Taker wants to do it, because listen, this isn't the wrestling of old where guys had to wrestle in their 50s just to, just to continue making a living for themselves. Take his wrestling because he wants to. Take it because he has to. He loves the sport. He he loves he loves the game. You, this, know, you know. I mean the same reverence the same reverence that he that he had for it when he was locker room when he was locker room leader and judge over over uh wrestlers court is the same passion that he has now. He's just a little older. You could make an argument. He may have lost a step or two, but let's not get it twisted. This is The Undertaker we're talking about. And the thing is, I don't think he lost a step or two. I just think he alternated. <laughs> Except for taking that step, I'm going to take a hobble. I mean, he's, I mean dude, he's kind of got to. Let's keep it a buck. Like, yeah. he some injuries in his lifetime. Like, yeah, yeah, so he's just using it like, yeah, y'all, y'all know who I am. Y'all know how I've been doing this. I'm not diving over that top rope no more. Uh, no, and God knows I would turn my head if he tried to, because I don't yeah. want to even see what that looks like. But you yeah. got, but you got there, Skippy. That man will be 60, 17 years old, and every time he claps on that top rope and walks the entire rope, walked, to the yeah, floor, clubs the guy coming down. I'm popping. I don't care. Old school, old school, old school. Now, getting from that, there's another legend who I thought was going to challenge. Um, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, but they're actually going to do that at the Super Showdown. 
Mm. And that's a man who coincidentally um, Undertaker put on a match with him. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, we talked we about tr- it before. We tried to forget that. We tried to forget that. No, no <laughs> we talked about it before. I liked it because the names alone say no matter they could have went out there and had a, a, a one minute match, it still would have sold for me. I, I don't know. Uh, I was about to say, apparently Bill Goldberg hasn't heard this podcast yet because if he had heard the shit that I was talking about him, I would have been speared by now. But I stand, but I stand by my word regardless. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be Bray Wyatt and Bill Goldberg at Super Showdown. I thought that was going to be WrestleMania. Because I was going to be like, that's a perfect like stage for Bray Wyatt to show his dominance. It, you know, because I don't think they're going to take the title off him this soon. And if they give it to Goldberg, I think how so. many matches is Goldberg going to actually have? Uh, well, I think when it's I, me personally, I don't want to see this at WrestleMania, and and it's only because I Bray is already over. Bray doesn't need to wrestle Goldberg to get over. I really think that this is just this is uh you know a gimme match. You know what I'm saying? This is a gimme match. You could have this on really any pay-per-view. Like this could this could go on SummerSlam and I think it would get the same hype that it's getting now. Yeah. Far, yeah. Like he needs to wrestle at WrestleMania, he needs to wrestle somebody on the main roster. Somebody like somebody needs a rub for Bray. Right. Like, yeah, I feel like Bray is at that point now where he is where he's like supernatural status. You know, as far as being over, and he need, and there's a plenty of stars that could use a rub from Bray. And it makes sense that he's wrestling Goldberg because the dominant performance he had against the Miz at uh, whatever pay per view that was, I forgot what it was. Was it Survivor Series? It was something. It was something out that they all run together. Something. They all, I was about to say that same thing. They all run together. Yeah. And the dominant uh, performance he had against uh, Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble in that strap match. So it made you know Bray Wyatt look unstoppable. Well, now he's about to face Bill Goldberg. So now I see what it was doing with it. I see that it was building up to this match, or yeah. building Bray, up, Bray Wyatt up to this match. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm and you know, I'm a Bray Wyatt mark. Like <laughs> I'm mark out for whatever. So you know, I'm all about this one. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I- I'm excited about it only because you know if you saw anybody that saw SmackDown that saw the last segment, I me personally like I like the way they set it up where it's like oh the feed Bray Wyatt and you're right behind me like I love it like there's so many I've seen people like cower when it comes like first of all Seth Rollins ruined that for me like I, I just uh, I'm sorry he he stopped. He, all his stock with me dropped when I saw him like, oh, oh, and I'm like, all right, all right, bro, calm down. Like, but I love the fact that like Goldberg is just such a badass. He's looking at him, he's like, and okay, so we, yeah, he's like, okay, so we're gonna sit here where we go, bro. I'll be doing a whole bunch of talking, boom, and spears. Like, I was like, ooh, I like, and then like to see like to see like Bray struggle a little bit like oh wait shit and everybody's like yeah. he didn't pop right back up wait a minute and then like it goes dark and he disappears and then the laughing and I'm like I like the way you guys are building this I like this I like it because yeah, 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 yeah. you can you can you know the smart marks you know everybody we all look at the dirt sheets 
You know what I'm saying? We all have a pretty good idea. If you roll, if you follow wrestling, wrestling long enough and get WWE's algorithms, you can kind of figure out who's going to win what match before the match happens. Right. When you when you think about when you think about Goldberg, Goldberg is the perfect person that you can be like, ah, he might he might actually win the championship just because when you look back a couple of years ago, he beat freaking Brock Lesnar in like 10, 15 seconds. That's the Survivor Series. I exactly. Yeah, so it's like, at this one, it's like, okay, well, you can't put nothing past Goldberg because we saw what he did to Brock Lesnar. And then you saw what he did to the Fiend, Fiend Friday. It's like, the Fiend cannot be a safe bet now when you're in the ring, when he's in the ring with somebody like Bill Goldberg. Right. I love so yeah. I love this. I love it. I absolutely love it. But well, um, I want to. I was going to ask you a question. What's up? So apparently, John Cena is going to return to SmackDown. What do you think John Cena's role is going to be at WrestleMania if he uh, makes it there? Oh, he's wrestling. Are you crazy? Oh my gosh! He wrestling. Oh, don't see. I knew you were going to ask me that. That was the easy. Like the easy question was, was what? Like, come on, see, you can see this not going to be at Mania and not wrestle. But as far as who, you can make an argument. You can make an argument for the fiend. If the fiend beat, if the fiend beats, uh, if he beats Goldberg, Goldberg. at Showdown, you could see the story is already there. You know the history between uh, John Cena, John Cena, and Bray Wyatt from that elimination chamber match when he took the title from him, for, for him to get his 16th title reign. He's one away from that. He's one away from breaking Ric Flair's record. You, Bray, I'm sure, still harbors some really bad feelings toward John Cena. I mean, the story. Yeah, John, Cena, John Cena already beat him at WrestleMania. Exactly. So, like, the story yeah. itself, man, like, you can make a very legitimate argument that you can make that for WrestleMania, but here's the problem with that. Here's the problem. Is it a good idea... To have Bray Wyatt go over John Cena, is that a good idea? Is that like because what? Because to me, it doesn't make sense for, for John to win. It doesn't make sense for him to win his 17th championship when he the, like they will crucify John. They will crucify him. Yeah, they yeah. crucify Brock Lesnar for being a part-time champion. And I think John Cena's more part-time than Brock right now. I haven't seen Brock more within the past six months than I've seen John Cena. Probably in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, oh my God, like I said, I'm a Bray Wyatt mark. If Bray Wyatt could go over on Daniel Bryan, Bill Goldberg, and John Cena and back-to-back, like, oh my my God. Uh, he's the goat. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Like what Eddie says. Like you could give you could give me all. You know what I'm saying. He may not have had the long lasting legacy of say a Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no. Nah, yeah. Well, okay, I'll give you that. But you tell me the creative genius that is Bray Wyatt for him to put all this together, and you can't sit here and tell me that they aren't giving Bray Wyatt a little bit of creative control as far as his booking goes. You can't convince me that this is all Vince McMahon. I'm not convinced that this is all Vince McMahon. Okay, no. You have to. So you have to believe that Bray has a say in his booking. For him to be the supernatural monster, and then these three in succession. 
you not call how you how do you, at least one of the goats? Because there, I don't really see one goat in wrestling. I'm sorry, like there's just too many greats. Him in goat status at that point. How do you- yeah, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Because I mean, like, like who else? You got Roman Reigns. You got Seth Rollins. But I. How I want to say what I want to say about Roman Reigns. I think he's just used. Hmm, I want to choose my words carefully here about Roman Reigns. But I think they use his status to get other people over. Baron Corbin, um, uh, McIntyre, because it came down to him and McIntyre in the Royal Rumble. True. I remember that was a good, about- was a good call. You think that was a good call of, of McIntyre going over Reigns, considering you know Reigns has been the golden boy, and we all know what, it's wants him in that top position. Well, that's what I'm getting at. He's the golden boy for other people to get over, <laughs> you know, because he's willing to do the job. I remember uh, we yeah. talked about how Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble. Who was he left in the ring with? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Roman Reigns is that good. You know, yes, sir, I'll do this type of guy. And like he's waiting his turn to become champion again, but he's putting other guys over in the meantime. So I don't know if he's necessarily. I don't know how what I want to say about Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. It's just difficult. I I personally I want to see Reigns champion again, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I talk so much trash about Roman Reigns when they were cramming him down our throats. Like I talk so much trash, but I you know what I he earned it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I didn't start liking Roman Reigns until he beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. I was like, wow. Wow. That's when everybody really started to hate him. So for you, that that did it for you. Do you remember the next night on Raw when he came out to the ring? Oh, yeah. Uh, I ain't going to lie. That was pretty badass of Roman Reigns. That's when I was like. He did. He got my props for that. <laughs> he stood right in the middle of the ring, let the crowd check. They was they was eating him alive. Fans, if you don't know what we're talking about, YouTube it. Um, Raw after WrestleMania, where Roman Reigns beat Undertaker, he got chewed alive by that crowd. Ten minutes, man, for ten whole minutes. And then he just picked up. Then he just put the mic to his mouth and was like, "This is my yard now." And then walked out. Trying to walk. Oh my god! Oh my god! Walked out. I was like, "I like this guy now." You dastardly I like devil! Yeah, I, like that. <laughs> I like that. I did too. I ain't gonna lie. Like that did it for me. But I think, but the way I think Reigns has been very gracious, and especially with the, with his cancer coming back, and him fighting, and him coming back, and him knowing that, like, okay, I've been gone for a minute. They're not just gonna put me right back. In you know, in the title, you know, in the spotlight, especially considering how they were booing me before this happened. So I know they're gonna have to build me up. But I feel like he had that. Like that's why Roman Reigns is the lead. That's why Roman Reigns is the locker room leader in there because he's humble. Like he humbles himself so much. Like he gets he he takes on the responsibility of being the locker room leader, but he don't let it go to his head when it comes to wrestling politics. He's exactly. truly, he's truly a company man, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way to him. Like he is all about WWE, and he's all about the success of WWE, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that WWE stay number one. And really, at the end of the day, can you really blame the? Can you really blame the guy? 
And plus, he's the highest paid wrestler as of right now. So. With with good reason. I mean, I, he is. But I mean, the the feed is killing him in merchandise sales. Like he okay. is killing the game right now. I still want to find that mask. Yes. So before we we only have a because I know we got to take one more break, but we have to. So we got to talk about this match that's set between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair for the NXT oh, Women's right, Championship. Right. Man, I love the way they're doing NXT. Like, the way they've been slowly integrating NXT into regular WWE programming and now giving them that spotlight on on the biggest stage of them all with the Queen nonetheless. Like, I don't know who's going to win this. I cannot definitively say, like, and I read dirt sheets like nobody's business. In my mind, I can't think, you know, I can't say there's a sure winner between either of them because you can make a very good argument, especially with the role that Rhea Ripley was on when NXT, you know, NXT UK to go into NXT and and beating Shayna Baszler, who I mean was running that joint for all near a good two years. Like you have to, you know, you know, there's so much to talk about with that, let's take a break because I would, I really want to, you know what I'm saying, get into this WrestleMania stuff. But we'll take a quick, what do you say we take a quick break and then we come back to it? What do you think? Let's do it. Okay, cool. All right, so guys, we will be right back. Stay by. This is your time to get your refills. You know, this is this is the match. This is the part of the match where you go out, you go to the bathroom, you get your snacks, and you come back right before the main, you know, the good matches start coming on. We'll be right back. Tag out. Tag in. All right. So we are back. And before we left off, we got on the subject of Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania for the NXT Women's Championship. It's not taking a whole lot of time on it, but I just want to, I think we have to talk about the, uh, the importance, not only the rise, you know, that NXT has taken over the past year, but uh, just the impact itself, the, the impact of the match itself between uh, Rhea Ripley and the Queen, man. What do you think? Uh, I'm looking forward to it because I think these two girls are like... And plus, you know, um, Charlotte's challenging her for her uh, NXT Women's Championship, correct? Right. I think that's going to bring so much prestige to NXT. Not to say that they didn't have it already, but the fact that a main roster person who's been multi-time women's WWE champion and who's headline WrestleMania is now going to challenge for the NXT title. And if she wins it, you know what that's going to do for NXT, especially the women's division? Oh, yeah, man. That's a, I mean, that's that's going to elevate... And, and that's going to elevate NXT to, like, brand new levels. And I really think that this has a chance, like... Depending how things go at WrestleMania, I think with the way AEW has been winning the ratings war between them and NXT, I think NXT, I think they need to have one more match with another person from NXT and another person from the main roster. Well, maybe- I'd like to see that, but I think if they do that, I think you will see a, a definite spike. You'll, de- you'll see a definite spike on NXT that next Wednesday. Well, you if- know what? I- I just had an epiphany. 
how we were talking about John Cena coming back. What if Keith Lee comes out to challenge John Cena? <sighs> Don't you play with my emotions, cliche. That that just dawned on me. Like, what if he challenges somebody in NXT? Play with my emotions. You were saying Bray Wyatt, but what about NXT guys? You know, just you know, John Cena name speaks for itself. Keith Lee, up and coming guy, NXT champion or whatever. Uh, I like that. Better a hey, better yet. Let's let's remember what happened at uh at Survivor Series. The last two men left in the ring, Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. How yeah. about how about them reigniting things at WrestleMania? Perhaps, perhaps, Ooh. perhaps. So there's a lot of things up in the air for that. You know, we're and we're staying tuned just like you guys, you know. Yeah, we yeah, I think guys, we have got our ears to the ground. We, we uh, with everything, like I said, we've been networking like the entire year. We have been networking, so we've really, you know, what I'm saying we've built relationships with some people, you know, what I'm saying who who had the inside track on the information in the wrestling business. And so we'll try to get you, we're going to get you guys the information as we get it. And if you guys say, you know, any real breaking news that we're had that we have, uh, I'm going to put it out directly on our Facebook page. So you guys definitely need to like and share our Facebook, uh, like and share our wrestling podcast for all the information. You guys have any questions, you know, say any questions at all you want answered on the podcast. That's where you guys put it because I check it every day. I check it every day and you know what I'm saying? You guys, we want this podcast to be just as much y'all's as it is ours. So we love answering you, you guys' questions. Like I had a ball Saturday. I did a live Q&A uh, and I had a ball just answering people's questions. I had to ignore, you know, I had to ignore some people just because they're, you know, jerks, you know, <laughs> but but the questions that I got, like I had such a good time answering questions. So any questions that you guys have, definitely like you guys know all of our links you know but definitely if you definitely for a fact want me to see it like our facebook page hot tag wrestling podcast and i'm gonna get it and we're gonna get the information out there to you guys so our links where to contact us you can send us an email at hot tag podcast at yahoo.com that's hot tag podcast at yahoo.com you can also send us a message on twitter at you've guessed it Hot Tap Podcast 1. That's your number one. And if you want to talk to us individually, you can send me a message on Instagram. Write this down. It's cliche, C-L-I-C-H-E underscore Shay, S-H-E-A 2020. I'll repeat that. Instagram, cliche, C-L-I-C-H-E underscore S-H-E-A 2020. And for me, you know the usuals. You can find me on Facebook, Eric Big Grizz Billups. You can also find me on Twitter at Seven City Psycho. You can find me on Instagram, lineage underscore of underscore excellence. And as I just said, you can find us on our Facebook page, Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Shay, we got anything left for them? Um, for the people, our local people here in Virginia. Uh, Vanguard Championship Wrestling will be in uh, Hampton High School, I believe. Some high school in Hampton. Yep, Hampton High School. Yep, Hampton High School, March 14th of this year. Need some tickets for that. Shout uh, out to the crowd. Anything else on, on your side? 
Uh, on my side, uh, not much. Like I said, I really want to hear. I would really want to hear what you guys think. Like, cliche has like an insane schedule. My schedule is a little bit lighter, so you know, I I love interacting with you guys. So, like I said, if you guys, I'd be lonely sometimes without cliche, and I'll be having nobody talk wrestling with. I wouldn't talk wrestling with you guys. So, so uh, other than that, other than hitting us up on our usuals and you know getting information out, uh, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, fans, that is our podcast. We will see you later. Keep your ears to the to the rumor mill. Keep your eyes on the TV screen. Watch everything wrestling, and you can send us those messages. Come in contact with us. We'll talk about it all day long. Tag out. See y'all next time. Peace.